Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Easy Language Podcast. How are you, Rav? Hello, Rita. I'm fine. Um, I would say it's pretty cold in Italy, but I will not complain about it today. <laughs> well, I just came back from Mexico, as you know, and I attended for a week the Easy Spanish Winter School. It was wonderful. So we really can't wait for it to end because Hélène from Easy French is still there. Um, Danny and Leandro from Easy Portuguese and a few other people. And it's uh, we'll be talking about it more when we have uh, our guests from Easy Spanish. But honestly, I could just tell that it was awesome. And the winter there is just so great. It's so sunny during the day and warm <laughs> I'm so jealous and I found out that last Monday was Blue Monday and yeah I was scrolling the photos of your summer school in <laughs> Mexico and yeah it was indeed a Blue Monday for me <laughs> <laughs> wow great but, uh, but what do you think if we move from a very warm place then we pass over Europe where it's coldish cool <laughs> and then we go straight to one of the coldest places on earth wow let's do that i'm interested where are we going we are going to yakutia i'm not even sure if this is the right pronunciation of the place uh, but this is to uh, talk about a very cool uh, language which is the saha language and one of the coolest videos in the network that I, that i've seen what is it about it's about the Saka language and the cultural events that take place there. And, you know, to talk about these, we have two guests with us. Wow, the new addition to our Easy Language family. Let's maybe introduce our guests. Yeah. Hello, Tatiana. Hello, Holga. Hello. Hello, guys. Hello there. Nice to meet you. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> nice to meet you and welcome to the podcast. So I'm going to briefly introduce uh, Tatiana If you don't mind, Tatiana lives in Yakutsk, Sakhar Republic, and works at the International Research Laboratory at the Northeastern Federal University as an international coordinator. Uh, she did her master's degree at the same university, majoring in translation. Her hobbies are sports, reading, and traveling, and she speaks, of course, other than uh, Sakha and Russian, English, French, and a bit of Japanese. Is that right, Tatiana? Right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And greetings from one of the coldest places from Yakutsk. And uh, today we have the temperature of min minus 50, uh, 50 Celsius. <laughs> and we are expecting even colder because tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, uh, it is forecasted to be minus 57. And in some... <sighs> of uh, villages it is already minus 60 oh my god <laughs> yeah. right thank you very much for introduction in, in introducing me oh thank you very much <laughs> this is crazy i mean i feel like i'm already complaining because i came back from um mexico and i'm like oh it's nine degrees in paris i feel like too this is too cold I'm not going to complain anymore. But let's now uh, introduce our second guest, uh, Olga Yakovleva. She uh, lives in Yakutsk as well, in Sakha Republic. Uh, she's a bachelor student in Geography and Tourism Department at the Institute of Natural Sciences in the Northeastern Federal University. And her hobbies are drawing, playing the guitar. She speaks um, English, German and Polish, aside of Russian and Sakha. Welcome, Olga. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, for inviting us to your podcast. 
Welcome. We are very happy to talk about this wonderful and unique language and culture that is uh, the Saha language. Um, but uh, first question to you guys, uh, to you, Tatiana, for example, is it the right pronunciation of the language, uh, Saha? Is it like that, that we have to pronounce it? Yes, that's correct. Saha language. Yes, and it is uh, in Saha language, it is Saha. And in Russian, it is Yakut language. So today, guys, we're going to have two sections. Uh, the first one will be for you to meet Tatiana and Olga, our guests from today, and talk about their wonderful language. Um, and in the second section, we'll be asking them for some tips if you're interested in learning Saha language. And I'm sure after this episode, you will be, certainly. Um, so, Raf, let's start, maybe? Yeah, let's go. Olga. Uh, my first question for you is how did you two meet and how did you end up being part of the Easy Languages family? Well, uh, Tatiana is my mom, so... <laughs> Relatives. Uh, oh, surprise, surprise. I don't, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> this uh, is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, this uh, reminds me so much, you know, of the Janusz Manuel situation where <laughs> everyone is asking, is Janusz uh, your father? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you're right to say that is a language's family. It <laughs> <laughs> is the correct word. Definitely. So how many years ago did you meet, guys? <laughs> ben? <laughs> 24. All right. Oh, that's really cool to know. That's a huge surprise for the listeners of our podcast. I don't think it was ever shared anywhere. Um, <laughs> well, I guess the easy German team knew about that. Well, we didn't. Uh, but how did you end up being part of the uh, project, of the Easy Languages project? Well, uh, we both are very interested in languages. And as you already said, uh, <clears throat> we study uh, several Well, we are uh, interested in several languages. For example, I studied French at the university and also a little of uh, Japanese. And Olga also is um, fond of languages. And uh, so we were searching for uh, new methods maybe or um, techniques uh, for uh, learning languages. And uh, easy languages uh, was on recommendations. On yeah, YouTube. on YouTube. We just uh, saw it on YouTube and got interested. And uh, there was a, an invitation to actually to a training, to become a co-producer. And uh, we got interested and here we are. Wow, that's really cool. And we guess that you are not only interested in other languages, like in foreign languages, but also in teaching your own language and maybe sharing about your unique and beautiful language and culture. Uh, so I, I looked at, I'm sure Raf did too, at your beautiful video about the traditional costumes, like on the Easy Language channel. Uh, we'll be sharing that uh, with you guys in the show notes. Um, and my question is, how often can we expect to see videos of Saha in this channel? Thank you very much. Yes, it was our first um, experience of making this uh, video and the Easy Languages team uh, helped us very much. Uh, they helped us very much and um, well, um, ideally it should be two, two videos per month. Yes, uh, we, we planned two videos per month, but 
due to some circumstances and mostly in winter time. <laughs> um, there will be we plan just we, one yeah one video per per month yes one video per month well that's already wonderful i mean we can only thank you to go and like bravely out there at minus 50 and and record for us all these beautiful videos um uh, what do you think Raph? yeah uh, my question was don't cameras stop working <laughs> at those conditions it actually it really does uh there, there was Yeah, the the battery got just drops dead, <laughs> and we had uh, occasions we where we had to stop the uh, filming. Yes, and uh, there was a very nice situation when uh, there were many people and they were very interesting, and one agreed to give an interview. One guy agreed to give us an interview and. And my phone just went dead on that exact moment. Oh. Yes. So, <laughs> that's all without interview, right? But uh, it is not very often, right? No. Yeah, I think it's a different challenge, you know, shooting in those conditions. Um, I've gathered a few uh, facts about the Saha language. Uh, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I found out that it's uh, spoken Uh, of course, we are talking about the Russian Federation, Yakutia or Yakusha. I'm not sure which pronunciation is uh, more correct. So, Sakhar Republic, and basically we are in Siberia, near the Arctic Circle, and the language is spoken by approximately half a million speakers. Well, the population of Republic is around uh, 900,000 people, and about 50% speak Sakha language. Yes, so you uh, mentioned uh, a bit earlier, Tatiana, that in your language, the language is called Sakha and in Russian Yakut. So could you please maybe clarify the terms? Is there a meaning of, for example, Sakha or even Yakut? Where is it originated from? Is it from another uh, uh, language, maybe like indigenous language of the land? Um, if you can just give us some explanation, it would be great. Yes, um Yakut uh, is a, a Russian for Sakha, and um, it means uh, that people living in peripheral uh, area. Uh, so uh, Yako, uh, this is from Turkic uh, word, and uh, the word Sakha. There are many discussions on okay. the origin of this word, and. Uh, different different there are opinions. different opinions yeah. yes and uh, uh, one of the opinions is that it comes from the uh, name of the ancestors of the Saha people and the republic is Saha Republic Yakutia right and Saha Republic is in Saha language Yakutia is uh, the Russian So this is where things get very interesting for me because um, you are in Russia, so the official language is, of course, Russian as well. So how does it work with the dualism with, with Russian and Saha? Where do you speak one and when do you speak the other one? Uh, well, Saha is a state language in Republic as well as Russian. Um, so it's, it is used in government 
Uh, yes, and Russian is um, mostly used in official documents. And uh, Saha is also official language, uh, but uh, more conversational, right? Conversation. And uh, in our official documents, papers, we use Russian language. But both are considered to be uh, state languages. Okay, so we get that uh, you use both of them in the daily life, uh, maybe equally. We will be maybe getting there a bit later to see uh, if one maybe is used more than the other. Um, but uh, the Saha language is part of the Northeastern Turkic family, and it um, includes, I, I guess, other languages. So my question to you guys is, uh, if Saha is the only indigenous language in the region, and if it's not the case, what are the others? And um, another question um, in the same topic, let's say, um, are there many dialects in the Saha language? Are there differences with other Saha speakers or not? And if it's the case, are they mutually intelligible? Uh, you know that our uh, republic is very multinational. So uh, indigenous peoples like uh, Yukagir, Even, Evengs, Chukche, Dalgans live in our republic, and they live mostly in the northern part of our republic. And um, yes, but they belong to another uh, language family, not Turkic. So uh, we cannot say that uh, if they we we understand them. Uh, languages are quite different. Wow, that's really interesting. So it's very rich. There are very different uh, indigenous languages that don't come from the same family. But are there different dialects in the Saha language or do you guys speak the same uh, in the Republic? There are dialects uh, in Saha language, for example, Central um, Region dialect or Northern dialect and Vilui Region dialect. They are similar We can understand each other, but maybe the difference is in vocabulary and in phonetics. For example, um, there was a situation when I was a schoolgirl. I was visiting my relatives near uh, Yakutsk town, and uh, uh, my sister-in-law, she asked, uh, please uh, pass me the razor. And I was like, What? Razor? I could not understand her. And then uh, there was a knife on the table, and it was mm. really knife. So uh, razor is for knife. Uh, so this is kind of dialect difference in vocabulary. And also phonetically, in, um, in uh, some uh, villages, they also make, uh, for example, A instead of O, for example, in some words. And uh, about razor and knife, uh, I would like to say that razor in Saha Biripe and knife in Saha in our dialect is Bihah. And I think that Biripe comes from Russian word Britva. And uh, since they lived in the village that was clo closely located located close to Yakutsk town, uh, and uh, Russian people were just uh, uh, cooperating and communicating with this uh, village people. So they um, adopted, right? They adopted uh, this language, this word from Russian language. 
And uh, as my village, my native village was far from Yakutsk town and we uh, could not communicate with Russian people. So we preserved our <laughs> native uh, language, yes. This is so interesting because um, it's uh, great to know that there are dialects within the Sakha Republic. Uh, while I was told, for example, that for Russian throughout the whole country, the Federation, Uh, there are relatively um, fewer uh, differences between Russian spoken, I don't know, in St. Petersburg or Russian spoken on the other side of the Federation. But we've come, we, we've talked about the spoken part, but I couldn't help noticing while watching your video that even in, uh, in the writing part, so the script, the script that you use for the Sakha language is the Cyrillic alphabet. But I've noticed that there are some letters that are not used in the Cyrillic alphabet used for the Russian language. Is that correct? Yes, uh, there are five um, consonants. Consonants. Well, the alphabet is um, Cyrillic and we have all the Russian letters. But uh, there are five um, Yakut or Sakha consonants like R, H, N. And also vowels And I think that uh, for you it, it, it is easy to pronounce uh, the words in Sakha language because you have in French language as well. And sometimes for uh, some uh, ethnicities um, it is very difficult to pronounce that's it. That's really cool. Can you give us maybe some examples? We would love to hear how it sounds like. Okay. I'd like to add that we also have uh, loan words from, many loan words from Russian language because uh, when Yakutia became a part of the Russian Empire in the 17th century, so many Russian words came from Russian language. So, uh, but we adapted adapted uh, these uh, Russian words to our sound uh, system. Well, first of all, we'll speak uh, in just Sakha, and then we will give examples of uh, how we use Russian words. Yeah, let's do that. Wow. Did you ask her what's her name at some point, yeah. right? Wow. Maybe you can translate for us the meaning of the conversation. This means good afternoon. What's news? No news. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 24 years old. That's it. Yes. So I do not speak Turkish, but I couldn't help but notice, uh, you know, some very similar sounds and maybe also structures. Right. Uh, Saha language uh, belongs to Turkic uh, language group of the Altaic family. Yeah. And... Uh, Well, it separated very early, uh, earlier than others, in fact. Uh, early Yakuts were traveling, migrating 
to Lena River uh, through Central Asia and uh, Lake Baikal area. And in process, they had many loan words from Mongol, Tungus, and uh, yeah, other languages. Yes, and uh, about the uh, Turkish language. For example, if I say bir, iki, üç, dört, bir, alta, sette, ağız, dos, That's right. They will understand 100%. 100% and understand. And there are also uh, many words that similar to uh, Turkish language. For, for example, olur, sit down. And in Turkish, otur. And then... I know that Chechik is a flower in old Saha language, and Chechikler means flowers in Turkish. And also the uh, sentence structure is also um, similar to Turkish language because we use the agglutinative structure. This is the thing that means that words uh, can get very long, isn't it? That's right. Yes, we there is a word, and then if we add suffixes, uh, it is already other meaning. <laughs> it has other meaning. Are there any crazy long examples? I think there are. <laughs> uh, uh, for example, there is a word to Moscow. Uh, he moved to Mo. He moved to Moscow, he went to Moscow, Moskvala, but... Yes, and uh, this is interesting that uh, you can um, make verb from every noun, even if it is a uh, name of the city. Moscow, we, we just say, he Moscowed, <laughs> or London, he Londoned, means he went to London, right? So we put just... I would love to Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We put just suffixes and it will be like uh, very correct. <laughs> yes. This is awesome. Um, I really love it. It feels like you're going on holiday somewhere and you're taking everything from that place. I really love the idea of making a verb from a noun. Um, but is there any other similarities you might have um, realized, Raf, while we were listening to them talking? or that we know about the language? Um, it seems that the structure is a SOV, subject, object, verb, so the verb uh, being placed at the end. Uh, and another thing that um, Saha has in common with Turkish language is that there is no, grammar, no grammatical gender, but also a, a, a thing called vowel harmony that I didn't know about. So what is vowel harmony? How does it work, Olga? Uh, well, the vowel harmony works that uh, literally. Um, if there is letter A, uh, other letters will sounds will be also like A. You mean like plurals, suffixes? Uh, you yeah. correct to say that uh, we have similar grammar with Turkish language, and uh, the word structure, the word order in sentence is flexible, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the verb mostly uh, is located in the end of the sentence, but uh, anyway, the sentence may be, well, the structure in this, of this, 
the structure of the sentence uh, can be very flexible. So you can put a verb everywhere you want, for example, and it will be understood. And um, uh, about the vowel harmony, mm-hmm. yes, uh, in Sahel language, uh, we also have vowel harmony, and it makes the sentence very beautiful and very melodical. And, uh, for example, if um, uh, the word contains the vowel a, uh, then the other vowels should be also of this type. For example, mm. or 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 um, this is a name. So the soft vowels uh, like have soft vowel, other soft vowels as well. Uh, harder vowels like a, u, o uh, are there as well. Yes, harder vowels are followed by hard harder. vowels, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, um, the word rain, ardach, so a, a. Um, then utuluk, uh, uh, the glove, utuluk. So the same uh, sound. Yes. How do you say men? Just a curiosity. Kihi. 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 A human being or a man. And in plural, we'll, be, we'll just put a suffix. Kihi ler. The ending cannot be lar. Lar. Kihi lar. It's impossible because the harmony is broken and it has to be kihi ler. Kihi ler. So E and I are kind of closer. E E sound. Yes, the sounds that are formed in the uh, in front of uh, the mouth. Yes, and those sounds uh, that are formed on the back of one's mouth are also used together <laughs> in order to uh, to to keep the harmony. So it's uh, it's so cool to hear all about this. Uh, Beautiful language, you know, most languages um, tend to get more practical, while with this vowel harmony, it seems that one of the priorities of the language is also to sound beautiful. Thanks a lot, guys. I mean, we are very happy. We had, I guess, just a glimpse um, of uh, what, like, is Saha about. So, Tatiana and Olga, if I were to start learning Saha right now, how and where should I start? Well, uh, first of all, uh, a person should have strong motivation in studying language, and he should also determine for what uh, the language, for what he should study the language. Um, not exactly Saha language, but any language. Yeah. Yes. Uh, any language. For example, if you want business language, so you need to study the business uh, language. If you uh, are a tourist and you would want to visit uh, the country or the Sahara Republic, so you need to study uh, tourist vocabulary. Yes, and conversational language. And if you are a scientist, a researcher, and you want to study something, so you uh, should study the academic language. And also, uh, the most important uh, thing, I think, in studying any language is immersion uh, in language or to study the language in the 
native native environment, uh, yeah. right? In the environment. Or you uh, need to come to Sahara Republic and uh, stay here for at least one month and communicate with native people and um, study with them. Immerse yourself in the language environment. All right, but like if I would would to start here from Paris, for example, do you reckon it's easy to find uh, resources uh, to learn in uh, Saha? Of course, we are very happy that you started with the Easy Language family and that you, we are going to be able to watch a few of your videos. But or is it easy on the internet to find a book, for example, either in Russian or English to learn Saha, or is it difficult to find resources? Uh, well, uh, our uh, activists, uh, I heard that our activists and those who support uh, the Saha language, they are developing the application, the application for cell phones or smartphones. And uh, I'm not sure about the uh, title, but it is being uh, it is being developed and uh, it can... Um, It contains the elementary level, the intermediate level, the advanced level. So, and also um, on YouTube. Oh, oh, also, there is a, on the internet, there is sahatala.ru. It's a vocabulary, online vocabulary that has just very, it's quite good vocabulary for Saha. Uh, but uh, I think it uh, supports Russian and English as well. I'm not sure. Uh, it has uh, the uh, the application as well. There is also a Wordle in Saha. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, recent uh, news. And Wordle.tiltai, it's called Tiltai, which means guess the word. That that's cool. You see these uh, little games. Uh, they uh, kind of help, you know, spread the world also on uh, languages that are not so commonly learned throughout the world. So that's very cool. Um, Olga, any other uh, tip in general to learn a language? What's your language learning tip? I think uh, one can start from YouTube videos. I heard there. Uh, Well, Saha Television, for example, uploads the uh, program programs for kids, um, uh, cartoons, I think, uh, stuff like that. I personally like to listen to music in Saha, um, some acoustic guitar uh, songs. But when it comes to other languages, for example, um, Olga, uh, I've, I've heard that you've learned a, a few languages. Uh, what's your takeaway about language learning in general, outside of Saha? Uh, what do you think is the most important tip for language learners? Uh, I think uh, from my point of view, it's uh, watch or listen to your favorite content. For example, if I like Uh, music, I shall listen to the music in the language that I that I'm interested in, uh, German music, for example, or watch videos on YouTube 
if I like um, some games or TV series, uh, what TV series are there there are in the language of interest? We are very happy to learn about all this and we can't wait to learn more and watch more of your videos. And also, guys, if you would like to be able to listen to our after show, because we'll keep on talking with Tatiana and Olga, you can become a, a patron and support our project by going to easy-languages.org slash podcast. Everything is explained there. You could have much more uh, than only the after show. What is it uh, that we can give to our followers, uh, Raf? We have monthly Q&As. Yeah, we have also a, a monthly bonus episode, so there's quite a lot more that you get if you uh, support our project. Yes, so check out that. And we are going to just say right away that we're going to be talking about a lot of things and maybe in different languages since uh, Tatiana and Olga can speak uh, French, German and a bit of Japanese. Uh, we can wait to learn a lot more about the Saha language in the after show and talk to you next week. Bye-bye, guys. I can't wait to learn a few Saha words. Thank you very much for listening. See you. See you.